Welcome, my people, to Plurality, a podcast about beautiful music and beautiful people. My name is Mikey, and with me is your favorite DJ E. Mood? What's up, Moody? You know what? I'm living and thriving. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Let's try this again. What's up, Moody? What's up, Mikey? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Things well? Things wonderful? Things could not be better because I just spent three magical days on Randall's Island. They were magical. I was there with you. And we're going to talk about it today. First, we're going to lead off with drop of the week. And then we're going to get into the Izu recap. We have a special surprise, which you'll learn very shortly. And then we'll close it out with unwritten rave rules. But... Before we go into drop of the week, I'm going to tell you that special surprise. We have a guest, our first guest. Drum roll. In the history of podcasts, no one has ever been more excited to join a show. (laughs) A person whose love and energy knows no bounds. They've got a passion for fashion, a headbanger, and a shuffler. We call her the alien babe because she's absolutely out of this world. You might already know who I'm talking about, but I am thrilled to introduce my friend, Aaron French, a.k.a. Frenchie. What's up? Thanks for having me. I am elated. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to be here. And in honor of Frenchie being here, she is going to kick off Drop of the Week. For my Drop of the Week, this song that is near and dear to my heart It's called Let Me Go, and it's by Chime, Frankie Nuts, and Oliver's. And I happen to be sporting an Oliver's tea that Aaron gifted me last Christmas. I gifted Aaron a more kismet jersey, and Aaron gifted me an Oliver's tea. And we had a moment. It was beautiful. Anyway, Chime and Oliver's are both Brits. Frankie Nuts is Dutch. They came together and made this EP last year called Tritone. And this is one of the songs off of Tritone, and I'm going to play it for you now. Let's hear it. that you never knew you wanted, but now you can never turn back. (laughs) Seeing Chime with AU5 at Izu was fun because you kind of never know where their set's going to go. They really do keep you guessing. That's exactly how I feel. You're never bored listening to any of those DJs. Honestly, after seeing Chime, which we'll get into, I was sober and I was melted into the ground. It was beautiful. I got some good headbang videos of you for that set. Right on the rail. You were there. You were in there. That was beautiful. I have to say, I think that was your first time at the rail rail during a set, right? Because you've been at the rail on the side, like next to VIP, but you've never been at the rail thrashing like that before. I mean, I've been at the rail before, but I couldn't tell you which set there before because I've been so immersed. We've seen Artie at the rail, but you're not headbanging. Was that your first like rail headbanging? I mean, Aaron's getting technical because I was at the rail for excision at EDC. But you were on the VIP side. You weren't on the stage side. I was on the VIP side. I wasn't on the stage side. That's what I mean. Like the rail is at the stage. I think that the rail can be interpreted differently because I left with a broken neck. (laughs) (laughs) 
The rail's wherever you want it to be, Frenchie. You live at the rail. Perception is reality, so. I love that. Okay, well, for my drop of the week, I've got a song called Run by Vanek, Aspen King, and Carmona King. And I know nothing about any of these people, except that yesterday I heard this song and loved it. I'm going to play it for you. And then tomorrow, I'm going to start learning a lot more about these beautiful people. That is a stank face song. That's dirty. Talk about a drop that's cinnamon toast crunchy. Come on. <laughs> wow, that's a perfect analysis for it. Thank you. I know. It was pretty good. Not a big deal. I love a good crunchy drop. Yeah, like peanut butter crunchy because it's smooth at the same time. It's definitely with chunks. It's radical. Well, that's our drop of the week. And now we are all excited to talk about Electric Zoo, a festival that we all went to together over Labor Day weekend. And we're just going to start from Friday at the very beginning. And it got off to a wonderful start because we got to meet Tarika, someone who we gave away an Izu wristband to. They're huge Chami fans. And they got to be there for the first Chami confession stage takeover. It happened at the landing stage. And it just must have been really special for a big Chami fan to be there for a big Chami event. Absolutely. She was so sweet. She flew all the way from Orlando, Florida. And although it was... An adventure. (laughs) An adventure trying to find her. Because now we know there are two entrances into the festival grounds as not something we knew prior to Friday. Apparently the ferry has its own entrance and then the shuttle and everyone else comes in at a different entrance. So it just took a second to figure out how we were going to get the wristband over, but we did it successfully. And honestly, I was just so happy that we were able to get her in because there was a second there I was sweating. I was like, oh no. We were a little worried. Thank you to all the staff and security who were very kind and gracious to us and did their best to direct us the right way. Absolutely. And actually, Mikey, I didn't even tell you this. Frenchie and I ran into that one security guard who was kind of helping us when we were at the fork in the road between the bridge and the ferry. And like sent us the wrong way. (laughs) Not that guy, the younger guy. Oh, okay. I like that guy. He was so sweet. Yeah, he pointed us out when we were at main stage and waved at me. And I was like, oh my God, it's the guy I met yesterday. And then I realized that Frenchie hadn't met him yet. So I was like, let's go say hi. And he said he goes to Lost Lands as a participant, not a security guard. Oh, cool. And we started following each other on Instagram. Shout out to Titan. What up, Titan? Really cool dude. I love that. Maybe we'll connect at a future festival. That's awesome. So if we want to talk about like our favorite sets or some miraculous moments of the day on Friday, first of all, I have to say, I've been pronouncing this DJ's name incorrectly again. Yeah, all of us collectively. Let me be the first to apologize. His name is pronounced Netsky, not Netski. Netsky! Netsky, what to do? Bro, Netsky do. (laughs) (laughs) What Netsky don't do? (laughs) I don't know, because Netsky does. He does it. <laughs> this guy done everything. 
he really did it. Like, oh my gosh. He done did it again and again and again. And I thought about it for, I'm still thinking about it now. It's been days. Net Sky blew us out of the fucking water. Oh my God. We were baptized by the drum and bass and we left brand new humans. I really do feel like I was baptized because I had never seen a drum and bass set live. Where were you when you realized you have no choice but to become an absolute drum and bass whore? Because <laughs> I was at Netsky at Electric Zoo 2022. Netsky. Netsky, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited by the Netsky. It's Netsky, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Do you want to see Spongebob's friend? Let's see. Who's he got? It's Patrick. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Nets guy could turn mayonnaise into an instrument, probably. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. 100%. He is a magician of all things. He was playing old vocals like The Police, uh, Message in a Bottle, over like, you know, some drum and bass sounds. Oh my God. It transported me. I have never been in a crowd like that where so many people are dancing, so many people are not only dancing, but like connecting with each other. I love giving out high fives and fist bumps and like doing stupid faces to people. It's just such a fun time to connect on a really deep level with someone who is a complete stranger. It was an incredible set and everything flowed together so perfectly as well. Obviously, drum and bass has a very high BPM and then he would take it down a little bit so we can kind of recover and then would build it up a bit again. And then he would blow our minds with the most disgusting drop that we've ever heard. One of the top sets of the weekend by far. And it was really cool that that stage had smoke machines because at night it truly looks like a UFO either just landing or getting ready to take off. What I was so impressed with by Netsky was his ability to work in seemingly every genre, not just of EDM, but you were just referencing the old school songs. Like he could speed anything up to make dubstep a D&B drop. Trance all of a sudden is a D&B drop. House, bass house, techno, whatever it is. And it was so incredible. I had heard DMB songs on Spotify before. I had heard DMB drops by other artists before, but live as a full set. And like Frenchie was just speaking about the slow points in between to really build and build and build. It was organized chaos in the best way possible. And it was beautiful. I wanted to say to my headbangers out there, my bass heads, I am one of you. But if you ever have the opportunity to go to a drum and bass set, take it. Because holy flying Ferdinands, if you're like me and starting to branch out into like house and DMB and other things, you are going to have the time of your life. I loved it. <laughs> I know that you loved it because I caught it on camera and it was the most amazing moment because I knew that song that Netsky was playing because Aaron had introduced it to me before and I heard it a bunch. It's a remix of a Rusko song I found today. Oh yeah, just knowing when the drop was gonna hit and then being able to just watch the drop hit you was the best. <laughs> oh, it hit me.
the amount of times that I said to you or Vanna or Emoot or whoever was around, like, what is happening? What is going on right now? What is this? I can't even count on my fingers and toes. It was that many. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk anything else about Netsky? I'm sure we'll come back to it. I hit all my points, I think. <laughs> I think I did too. Me too. I had some that I wanted to say and I did. Well, Netsky, from a music perspective, really stole the show for all of us. But from a vibes and newsworthy perspective, there was another fun event that occurred. We were headed to, oh my gosh, where were we? We saw the end of Diplo. Yeah, we saw the end of Diplo. Before that, it was Jason Ross. Oh, he was so good. He was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That was the darkest set I've ever seen Jason Ross. That's true. I loved it. Jason Ross, give me darker. More and more and more. He played techno. I was like, all right, I fuck with this. Let's go. (laughs) I texted two of my good friends who love techno. Jason Ross just dropped acid techno. That is all. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of felt like the sun was setting. It was just a gorgeous set. Anyway, Jason Ross did an incredible set and we left Jason Ross a little bit early because all of us were in a little secret and we had to scurry over to Slander at main stage. It was a little bit hard for me to pay attention to the first part of the set just because I was waiting for All You Need to Know to come on because that was the song that our friend Ashlyn had told us she was going to propose to her partner, Courtney. The song comes on, Courtney and Ashlyn are having their moment. I got a really great video of them singing the song to each other and Ashlyn very sneakily pulling a ring out of her bum bag. As soon as the chorus drops, Ashlyn drops to a knee and Courtney just turns around and basically puts her hands in her face and then puts her hands on Ashlyn's face. Ashlyn asks if she'll marry her. Of course she says yes. They share a big kiss. Everybody's cheering. And it was really just a beautiful moment. None of us will ever forget. It was gorgeous. It was definitely the highlight of my Friday. It was a very sweet moment. And for those of you who don't know, Courtney is my best friend from high school. Oh, y'all go way back. Way back. Yeah, way back. I'm pretty sure I heard slander... They were like, we are Slander from Los Angeles, California. And congratulations, Courtney and Ashlyn. And then kept playing their set. Did you guys hear that? Was that just me? I think I heard that. I didn't catch it on video, but I definitely heard it. (laughs) Definitely. I was like, Derek and Scott, you guys. Oh, that was too sweet. I think they even wrote a message in the sky with the lasers that said congratulations. I think the fireworks exploded into like a heart with like a C and an A for Courtney and Ashlyn. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering that correctly. But yeah, it was definitely a proposal of the festival. I didn't see any other proposals, so. The number one ranked festival at Electric Zoo that weekend. The number one one ranked proposal of the festival. Yes. I don't even want to know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because you say the sentence like so matter-of-factly. With such conviction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to know how I worded that incorrectly. It was a beautiful proposal. It was. I loved having my besties there and being a part of it. It was awesome. Of course. Always so special. I mean, that was definitely my highlight of Friday. So I have to throw it to you, Emu. What was your highlight of Friday? For sure. My highlight for Friday was the very last set of the night on Levitron for Abraxas. Oh my freaking God. They were so good they were awesome like i was expecting them to be good i don't know i think they raised my expectations for the next time i see them for sure one of the songs they played was a side trance remix of a song that i listened to in high school it's called move your body by eiffel 65 
you know, the only Eiffel 65 song people know is Blue. I'm blue. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they played Move Your Body, I literally, Frenchie got it on video. I did like two different videos, I think. It's a great video. I was a little kid in a candy store about that song. (laughs) I was just bouncing around like crazy. So shout out to Abraxas. Thank you for putting that song in there. Truly, truly made my night. They also got on the mic and said, Moody, this is for you. And then they played it. Oh, definitely. Jeff was like, this one's for E-Mood. She knows. (laughs) They know. He knows. They all know. Yeah, that was definitely my highlight of Friday. What was your highlight of Friday, Mikey? Definitely Netsky. We already talked about it. That one blew my mind. Who else? You know what I really enjoyed about Friday? So the first 30 minutes of Porter Robinson were his hits. And then he got on the mic and said, sorry, everybody. Now I'm going to play some ignorant shit. And it was some ignorant shit. (laughs) So I hate listen. Play whatever you want, Porter. I'm not going to tell you what to play. You do your thing. But, you know, we wanted to wander, see what else was going on. So me, Nick, and Vanna wandered, and we ended up back at Morphosis stage, and Apache was on, and I never heard Apache, but this little Belgian boy was tremendous, except halfway through, he was throwing down, it was big noises. Then he cuts the music, goes dead silent, and he goes, now I want to open the mosh pit over the right here. In America, you do the mosh pit, so wider, wider, yeah, keep moving. And nobody was moving. It was like not the time (laughs) to open the mosh pit. So (laughs) at first we were like, what are you doing, bro? And then he just was committed to the mosh pit and it became hilarious. I loved it. He was like, yes, on the right, yeah the mosh pit we had bang now that's what you do here and later he's like okay now we play some drum and bass for you okay yes i play drum and bass i like at first was annoyed by it but then immediately was like this is amazing and the music was sensational the vibes were really good tons of room to dance we can talk about it more but it really hit home for me this festival that as much as i love the music and clearly i do i started a podcast about the music along with some of my favorite people But I think the vibes are my top priority. And if I feel like I want to go pursue new vibes at a different stage, I'm going to do it. Because amazing things happen when you do that. And you end up seeing people you didn't know before. And I'm going to listen to Apache now. And that's an experience that I will always remember. Like Emud was talking about last episode, keep an open mind. You know, Maybe your favorite artist is at this festival and you don't even know. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So that's how we finished up our Fridays. Saturday, a beautiful day, a rough start for the crew. It was it was kind of a rough start, yeah. We had, we had a, a couple of hiccups. We had a number of things happen to a number of people. <laughs> Everyone was on their own little side quests. For sure. Two of our friends' flagpoles got confiscated, so that was not fun. Speaking of things getting confiscated, my refraction goggles have little like spikes on them, and they were no problem getting them in on Friday, but you know, sometimes you get a person in security who just kind of seems to make it their mission to be a little difficult 
You know, I had been searched at the ferry, so this was my second search. It hadn't been a problem, but this person was insistent that I could not bring these in. So I was a little upset. They just threw them away without really listening to me. And then I walked in the festival and there's a table right when you get in selling the exact goggles with spikes on them. So I said to them, do you know they're confiscating these at security? And they asked the manager and someone said just, oh yeah, I had heard that. And that was kind of the end of it. And that was just a little disappointing. You know, it is nice when the festival is on the same page as all of their security. And you can just tell when the security vibes are good and when they're not. Hopefully, that's something that continues to progress in a good direction. But sadly, I think that's probably an experience that is not uncommon for my fellow ravers. For sure. It's just all about, like you say, the person that you get. Because if they're having a bad day, you're going to know it. That's all I got. Fortunately, those are just goggles. Emood, we were a little worried about something more important than goggles. Just a little bit. So we were on our way to go see Quarter. We were rushing so hard. Well, first of all, we had already missed Luna Mars set and we were very upset about that. Luna Mars is our girl. We've met her before. But with traveling from Brooklyn, we had a few hiccups along the way. So we didn't make her set. But Quarter, we also loved. So we were really trying to at least get for the second half of Quarter's set. Quarter played on the Morphosis stage. So Frenchie and I were thinking that we would take the back way because the night before, there were two exits from that stage. We figured that we could go through that way. And then once we got down there, those exits were closed off. And it was around this time that I realized I've lost my phone. Literal worst feeling ever. I knew I had literally just lost it like seconds before because Frenchie had a video of me walking in through security, like scanning my wristband and my phone was in my hand. So I lost it within like 120 seconds. (laughs) So we scoured the ground trying to look for it. We did it twice, didn't see it. Frenchie went into Lost and Found to go see if someone had turned it in while I kept looking. It was during that that Quarters set finished. I finished looking and then I went to go find Frenchie at Lost and Found and thank God someone had turned my phone in. Shout out to the raver who turned my phone in. I love you immensely. (laughs) Whoever it was. Yeah, you're the real MVP. You saved the weekend. Thank you. We were like, good vibes are back on. (laughs) Good vibes were back on. It was a it was a rough start. Tough just to know that we missed quarter set. And I'm gonna add that if you ever have a chance to see quarter QRTR, go see her. She throws down. We just saw her open for, was it MK the other weekend? Mm -hmm. What kind of music is she? Techno, tech house, acid techno. She's not someone you can really genre classify because she just jumps around a lot. She's (laughs) she's sick. Yeah, go see her. Back to the point about the rail. That was at the rail. I was at the rail. But that's not a headbanging set. That's not a headbang. At the rail. I was at the rail and Right, but that's why I, I brought up what we like we there have been sets that we were at the rail, but not a headbanging set. Okay, well, perception is reality. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, this is what it's like when you stay at the Aaron's house for a weekend. Like this is essentially what the discussion is like. Just talk to Patrick. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, yes, vibes are back on. I have to say that's something that was really fun for me on Saturday. We were trying to meet up with our friend, Brandon. Brandon is a little angel. So we were coordinating with Brandon about which sets he was going to see for Easy Weekend, while we were also coordinating with our friends, Yaya and Erin, 
we met up with Brandon on Saturday and then we headed back to this one stage and I knew that Yaya and Aaron were carrying an inflatable blue donut. And so as soon as we got back to the stage with Brandon, I looked and I saw the blue donut and I was like, oh my God, those are my friends. And then Brandon looks at me and he goes, those are my friends. And then we realized that we were all friends in real life without even knowing it. It was pretty iconic. And it was just like such a cool and unique moment in our rave experience and in our EDM fam. It was great. Um, something else that I'll say is that Aaron Moody created the most iconic map legend with all of the DJs with the set times and then all of our friends with coordinating symbols or characters and then took all of the characters and put them on the DJ sets. So we know who wanted to see whom and everybody kind of knew like which of our friends were going to be at which sets. It was pretty funny because we have Brandon as Ariana Grande on the map. And then directly below Brandon says Yaya slash Aaron. Brandon was so elated that he was Ariana Grande that he did not look down one centimeter to see Yaya slash Aaron, which is a pretty <laughs> big indicator that maybe we know your friends. <laughs> There's probably not a lot of Yaya's walking around. So <laughs> ones that are also associated with an Aaron. Exactly. Did I meet Brandon? A tall, handsome, shirtless man? Yes. yes. Okay, I, I met that guy. <laughs> yes. He's a sweet guy. Super sweet. Yes. You know what? One of my biggest pet peeves about the Izu app is that it's so hard to read the map. It's so hard to read the map of all the DJs playing in one day. And it's so hard to read, even if you only select the ones that you want to see, the sets you want to see. My one really big note to Izu is please find a way to put all of the DJs on one frame so you can see all of the times, all of the stages. And also for the love of God, put the stages in clockwise order because that kept tripping me up. If you had just put them in the right order, we would have been able to figure it out better. Izu, Moody's type A brain is pleading with you to make these changes. Begging. Give it to us. Everybody needs an e-mood because it's incredible. You should see the spreadsheet for EDC Orlando that we're all going to. I don't have words for how incredible it is and how easy it's going to make it for everyone else. I would never do something like that. Me either. My brain would never, ever, ever. But also on the app, easy to take note. If you could make it so that you could see what sets your friends want to go see, like that would be awesome. Yeah, if you could click on a set and see which of your friends was going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're ahead of the game. I'm just... Trying to make it easier for everyone. We all want to hang out. We all want to see our favorite DJs. Let's mesh those two ideas together. Yes. Speaking of seeing one of our favorite DJs, did you have a nice little moment with more kismet? I did. More kismet. It was our, what, second time seeing them live. We have spoken about them on the pod before, are absolutely amazing. They're 17. They throw the fuck down. They have these killer rainbow braids killer. that are just like, oh, they headbang and they just like go everywhere and it's everything you could ever want and more. <laughs> and more. <laughs> and more. <laughs> I see what you did there. We had a moment because I was wearing their merch jersey that Aaron the gift she gave me for Christmas. And uh, they looked out into the crowd and they saw me wearing it. They point to me and they're like, oh, they do like a heart symbol with their hands and I do it back. And it was just a really sweet connecting moment to have. 
Yeah, it was really sweet. I'm so glad that I got to witness that. Love you more. And I think that was my high score for steps on the day on a set on Saturday. Got a lot of steps in at the more kismet set. High energy. We had a time. Absolutely. And you know what? It was tough because that's when like the sun was past its peak and it was really hitting us during that set. Baking. A few people had to go sit down. So I had my fan out and I was doing my best to keep everyone from overheating. There was large portions of that where it was just like the three of us vibing. We were just trying to keep everyone else going. But yeah, you know, it's hard not to dance when more kismet is throwing down. Right? Like I say, like our hands were tied. Like we <laughs> had no choice. Had no choice. We had to do it. It had to be done. No say in the matter whatsoever. <laughs> incredible stage too. I did love that stage, although I did think that it was just a little bit too small for the DJs that I put on that stage. Mm -hmm. Aaron and I also have a complaint about that stage too. Just how it was set up, it was really difficult to see the DJ if you're right at the rail or right at the front. For more so, we had to scoot back a little bit so we could actually see them and they could see us and they could know that people were vibing and having a great time. Again, take note, Izu, for next year. Please construct stages that don't obstruct the view of the DJ. That's a note that I've had with Izu before. On Hilltop last year, we were at the... Okay, we were at the rail for Blank. Thank you. <laughs> she and got me, she got me. Who was headbanging at the rail at Blank? We were at the rail for Blank and Frenchie was headbanging at the rail for Blank. Frenchie, have you ever headbanged at the rail before? I don't know, ask Izu. <laughs> But the same thing happened. We were at the rail at Blank at Hilltop last year, and you couldn't really see him because the screen was covering his head. So, Izu, I appreciate your screens. I appreciate all the time that goes into the set design. I just ask that, you know, we are able to be at the rail where it's like the most intense place where everyone wants to be. And to be able to see the DJ because they're the ones who are like giving the high energy and, you know, they put so much time and effort into these sets. Like they want to see the people having a good time. Do it for the DJs. Do it for the DJ. The landing was such a cool stage, but yeah, that rock formation just got in the way of, of us seeing the DJs. For sure. But I mean, that stage was great for more reasons as well. It was a beautiful stage, but to your point earlier about it being a little small for some of the sets, you know, the, the set I was most excited to see, DJ Diesel, I left because it was crazy. I felt like the walls were closing in around me. It just wasn't worth it to be in there, you know, because you think about it's Shaq. So whatever the percentages of people there who aren't regular EDM listeners, Shaq's a name that they know. And they were all there for that set. And he just needed a bigger stage. He needed more room. He could have been main stage and it would have been crowded. And they put him at probably the third largest of the four stages. Even if he was at Levitron, that one has more space. That is the one other thing that I was a little bummed at. You know, I didn't see Diesel set just because it wasn't worth it. I was like, these aren't the vibes. I'm going to go chase the vibes. And I did. And I found them. 
But that's later. We still haven't talked about whipped cream yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, right after Moore's set, Mikey had his highlight for Saturday, which was... Uh, Whipped cream. Where were you when you first realized you had no choice but to be obsessed with the musical talent known as whipped cream? I was at Electric Zoo. So whipped cream, Mrs. Cream... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Caroline, oh my goodness, you look so nice with that outfit on. Ooh, I mean, come on. Did you guys see the outfit and just her? Oh, yeah. I follow her on Instagram and she's just like Lucy. Like they're always like turning it up with the fashion for sure. And, and she closed with inner bloom. Are you friggin' kidding me? Aww. I was going to drop to a knee and ask for her hand in marriage right there. I don't think she would have heard me, but like, I'm still ready. She made me feel some type of way. And she opened with my favorite song by her, the This Little Letter Man. Oh, so good. Every time she stood up on the stage, I almost had to just excuse myself. I was like, oh my God, guys, I can't. This is great, but I can't. Oh, Mikey. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was some type of way during that set. You're allowed to be. Absolutely. I think that was kind of the intent. And hey, Mrs. Cream, you did it. You crushed it. Like, if that's what you were intending, success. So yeah, that that was my highlight of the day. Do you want to talk about the other two? Yeah, I can go into, because I wasn't there on Sunday, unfortunately. So my festival ended on Saturday, but it ended wonderfully. When we left Diesel to go lay in some grass somewhere, we ended up at Champagne Drip. Let's throw some on, actually. This is Kaleidoscope Eyes by Champagne Drip. We're all just laying there listening to Champagne Drip. We light our pashminas out. And then one wonderful soul by the name of Lauren laid a pashmina out, asked if they could sit with us. We said, absolutely, join the party. And then within 15 minutes, I don't know how it happened, but there was like 10 pashminas all around us. And we had just somehow found a bunch of like-minded, beautiful ravers kind of around our age. It's like a couple groups came together. We all thought they were one group. It wasn't until like an hour later that we realized they didn't even know each other. They had just all congregated with us. And it was so cool. It's people that, you know, we got all their Instagrams. We chatted. We're going to rave with them again at EDCO or my boy Mike was wearing a Camp Bisco shirt. So that could be a fun place we go. Lauren's husband, boyfriend, I'm not sure where they are in their relationship, but Brad, oh my gosh, Bradley, your energy, your hair. He's a volcano scientist. What? You know? Adele was really cool. Also, I think a doctor. Cena was wearing a Louis Vuitton patch. Also, I think a chiropractic doctor, his insta said. Some very adult people that were just not adulting, and it was beautiful. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. It was amazing. So from Champagne Drip and through Peekaboo, that was how our night finished. That was the vibes we found. I don't think we had heard all of the people you had met. I mean, you know, we met Mike and Lauren and Brad, but like some of those other people we hadn't heard about. 
who else? There was Raj, Ethan, there was Liam. There was, oh, I don't want to forget anybody, but I know I am. It was great. It was awesome. I mean, I'm impressed with how many names you've rattled off so far. <laughs> when I say we all of a sudden within 15 minutes had a squadron, I'm not kidding. It was it was awesome. I love that. Yeah, you guys like made your own little camp. <laughs> yeah, it really was a little camp. So I can't wait to camp with those homies again someday. Very cool. Well, we missed you on Sunday. We missed you so much we on Sunday. We missed you a lot. The vibes were definitely, I mean, the vibes were still really great, but the vibes were definitely different. We missed our ray of sunshine, Mikey. I missed you guys. I had to shine somewhere else on Sunday, unfortunately. <laughs> In the sunshine state. I was on a 6 a.m. flight Sunday morning to head to a wedding. Honestly, yeah, you are the MVP because Mikey just like kept going. There was no stopping because he had a wedding to get to. <laughs> Man, that was a long day. <laughs> How you did that? I have no idea. Honestly. Honestly. Just with a good attitude and 10 milligrams of Adderall. There you Perfect. go. But because you weren't there on Sunday, you did make one happy raver the happiest. Oh, yeah. And that is one of our number one fans, Merdad, who Frenchie and I met on the ferry last year on the way to Izu. He lives on Long Island and he is such a gem. He is the sweetest human. Yes. Mikey and I actually ran into him. Both days, Friday and Saturday. But on Friday, Mikey and I ran into him at Memba, who threw a really awesome trap set just before NetSky. That was exactly what I needed to pull me out of my, whoa, I was kind of frantic getting in here state. Yeah. <laughs> it was that set that finally I was like, all right, I'm vibing now. Let's go. And honestly, it was kind of right when we ran into Merdad. Yeah. Because he was so excited to see us and we took a picture and the vibes were great. And then we ran into two of my other friends and it was just like, okay, this is good. Everything's happening the way it should now. I loved meeting Merdad. What a wonderful, sweet, positive person that I can't wait to see at future festivals. And Merdad, I know you're listening because you said you listened to the pod. We love you. We loved what you wore. We loved your energy. Keep going. We'll see you soon. Your friend Sam, I loved meeting Sam. And then who was with Sam? Sam came alone, actually. Oh, I thought there was another person at Memba. Anywho. Oh, oh, you're talking about Joe. Joe and Renee. Oh, yes. Oh, everybody I met, was it Joe? The names are all jumbled in my head. They were all wonderful. Joe had the bucket hat on. Okay. I think I chatted with Joe most. Renee is his wife. She's such a badass. They're both badass. And we got to give a shout out to Joe because today's his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Joe. Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. We love Joe. We love you. This whole discussion is such a good example of how cool raving is because these are all people that we've instantly become friends with after meeting like one time or two times and you just match energy with someone and you get along and you just acquire them. You say, I'm just going to grab you. You're staying. A hundred percent. For sure. Thank you, Mikey, for giving away your Sunday wristband. We appreciate you. Merdad definitely appreciates you. And tell me about Sunday. My top set of Sunday. I wish you could have been there, Mikey, because this set was on par with Netsky's set. And that set is Eden Prince. Oh my fucking God, Eden Prince. He was good vibes from 
zero seconds to the very last song. Like we knew pretty much every song he played. There was like one or two songs that I didn't know, which was amazing because it made it so easy to sing to the songs. He played some old school house songs. He played Stardust, Music Sounds Better With You. It was like an updated version though. So I don't know if it was his remix. If he made that remix, I gotta look it up because it blew my pants off. It was so amazing. We were up at the rail and we just found these gem of humans who everyone was just dancing with one another. We just got lost in the sauce. We have to be really clear about this. This was the best spontaneous dance party I've probably ever been to. We met some hilarious people who were just kind of like leading the way in like the spontaneous dancing. And it all started with the Macarena. What was the song? I missed the Macarena. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I always do the Macarena. Dang it. (laughs) The Macarena kind of started it all. There were, I don't know, like 10 people doing the Macarena at once. And then that turned into this hilarious person named Abby, who was really the ringleader in all of the dancing. Next thing you know, she kind of looked like like a fitness instructor and she would just like do the move and everybody would follow suit. Next thing you know, we're all piranhas just kind of like swimming through like the, the sea of each other. And then Abby disappears and then she reappears with this massive inflatable stick figure with googly eyes. And she's just like thrusting it into the air. Everybody is like feeding off of each other's energy. And then we're pulling random people into our group and then we're pushing people into the middle and people who are shuffling are getting cheered on and people who have no moves are getting cheered on. I really hate to describe it so emphatically because you weren't there. I'm literally going to cry right now. (laughs) (laughs) It was just those vibes were completely unparalleled from anything that I experienced at the festival. I'm so happy for you guys. That sounds sensational. Every festival, we find one of those sets where nobody gives a fuck and everyone is just dancing their little legs off and everyone's flailing and everyone's laughing and it's just hilarious and it's silly and it's goofy and it's so purely cathartic. Yeah, for sure. That is what it is all about. Shout out to Steph and also Yosef. They were both at that set too. Every song was good vibes. The sweet BPM where like you could dance to that all night. Like it's not too fast. It's not too slow. The bread and butter of house music. Like house music brings people together. And that's that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. It's just, it's a unifying genre. Thank you, Eden. I know this is one of your first sets that you've ever played in the US. I am so happy you got your visa and could come travel and play in this country. Please come back so Mikey can see you and we can experience it again. My heart is so full hearing that, but like hurts so much that I missed it. (laughs) We will absolutely have a recreation of that moment at EDC. I can be sure of that. Also, the sun was a little bit setting as well. Like it hadn't set yet, but it was like a little bit. Oh, it was dusk. It was beautiful. And Mikey, I played Eden Prince 
pretty much all of Monday at home. And I don't play house music at home by choice. And I played Eden Prince like all Monday. It was so much fun. That is amazing. I was like, I played D&B for eight hours today. It's <laughs> that same experience. I've never even remotely come close to that. You know, sometimes you see it live and it just hits and that's how you become a fan. Eden brought it home for me, baby. I'll see Eden. That's on the list. It must be done. Oh, you would have had a blasty blast. I'm 100% sure of it. I am as well. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest moment of Sunday for me, we had just finished seeing Seven Lions put on an incredible show. It was just top vibes. Subtronics into Seven Lions, we found our crew up at the right side of the main stage. It's been a minute since I've been in a crowd at main stage like that. You know, getting into it, like headbanging, and they weren't belligerent. They were just happy and excited to be there, and they knew the words to the songs. And, you know, Subtronics put on a phenomenal set. Seven Lions was just emotional and beautiful and everything that Jeff is. Coming out of Seven Lions set, we were like floating on cloud nine. Frenchie goes, all right, we're gonna go to Carl Cox now. She leads me out of the crowd. I think we stopped at the bathroom really quick. We go over to Morphosis and we're vibing. The music is really dope. We're super into it. And this was like maybe five songs into us watching this set. I'm like, you know what? Like, man, Carl is really throwing it down with the tech house. Like, I wasn't expecting him to be so much tech house, but I'm into it. And then I look at the stage and I see a white man and I'm like, that's not Carl Cox. (laughs) (laughs) And I pull up the ledger that I had made to see what DJ this is. And then I'm like, oh, that's nitty gritty because this is side piece. <laughs> oh my gosh, nitty gritty is so good. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was side piece, which is nitty gritty and party favors. So I was like, well, no wonder I loved every single song and knew every single song. It's Tech House. I go to Frenchie and, you know, I said something to the extent of, I have some news for you. And, and she goes, okay, oh, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, this isn't Carl Cox. And then she's like, oh shit. <laughs> Aaron goes, that's side piece. (laughs) Whoopsie. And it was just a really funny moment. But when we did make it to the landing, holy shit, Carl Cox, man. There is a reason that man is a legend. He has been doing this a minute. He knows exactly what to give the people. The music, the lasers, strobe lights, the best way to close out the festival. I'm really sad we missed Martin Garrix, but at the same time, I'm not sad because Carl Cox really brought it home. Carl Cox 100% brought it home. I can still feel the lasers in my chest. That was just exactly what we needed. I just had a really sweet moment with Sam at Carl Cox. Sam is just such a special friend of ours. We were just like on the exact same level of energy, the same level of excitement. We just got to like dance really hard during that set. Sam's a real one. Sam's come to Aaron's revivals before. Sam has always shown up whenever we've invited him and his partner, Aaron, another Aaron. So many Aaron's. So many Aaron's. We just had such a special time dancing together. So shout out to Sam Tills. We love you. And also, Sam's coming to EDC as well. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Our house is looking pretty stacked. Gang is going to be there in full force. Well, that concludes our Electric Zoo discussion. Actually, before we leave, 
we didn't talk about Dimension. And very quickly, Dimension was the second drum and bass artist. Unbelievable experience as well. Having one drum and bass set under my belt the day before, I felt a lot more prepared for it. Got to hear the drum and bass laser beam remix. That eviscerated me. I was destroyed. It was beautiful. Vanna got a great video of it. Also, he was wearing this tight black button-up shirt and he was smoking cigarettes the whole time. He thought that he was the coolest guy in the world. And you know what? Honestly, he kind of was the coolest guy in the world for that hour set. It was a blast. We missed you there for the first half, but glad you guys made it for the end. I'm sorry to mention, but we saw the second half and oh my God, like Mikey said it best. You were amazing. You were awesome. We felt the vibes. Everyone was dancing again. That was such a good stage for Dimension to be on because that was a really bass heavy stage and to be in the middle of all those subwoofers at the landing for Dimension it was like oh you definitely felt that inside of you. (laughs) I will say it again to all my bass heads out there if you have a chance to go to one of these sets from one of these little European DJs from across the pond who have been doing drum and bass and really are in it man I can't even express the next level that that set is compared to just a DMB drop that's worked in. When it's the full set and it's those big long buildups with those big sounds, I've listened to so much DMB in the last three days. It really hit. It changed my life. Oh, I love that. I'll have to send you my drum and bass set I did. I think I sent Vanna seven drum and bass songs today. I just put on <laughs> Netsky Radio, Netsky, Netsky Radio on Spotify, and it was just banger after banger after banger. Fucking bangers. Fucking bangers. We need to turn the Miley Bangers song into a drum and bass song. <laughs> 9%. Oh my gosh, yes. Please make that a drum and bass song. So that concludes our recap of Izu. Frenchie, thanks so much for being here and... In honor of you being here, why don't you take us home, lead off our unwritten rave rule? I'd love to. So my unwritten rave rule for the week is know your limits. Knowing your limits is so important for basically everything in life, but specifically in raving, knowing your limits will let you rave longer. For me personally, I know that my limit is I don't drink at a rave. I know that alcohol really slows me down and I want to just keep dancing forever until my legs pop off my body. And I also really want to be present in the moments and really just soaking in all the music and really remembering all that I possibly can because so much happens as we just discussed. I also know that my limit is that I don't do afters. Like that's just my limit. That is because I want to be able to spend as much time at the festival grounds every single day. And if I do afters, I can't rally. I'm not one of those people. People who can rally, I'm very impressed by and I'm a little bit jealous of. I just know that I'm not one of those people. I can't do that. And it's really disheartening for me to like be at the festival and to see people who are like 
just so drunk that they can't even walk, you know, can't function or who are just in a totally different world and they're not even like coherent. That's really a huge like bummer. And I think in the moment, A, are they okay? B, I'm so glad that's not me. And so anyway, you know, having those boundaries is really important in every aspect of your life, but in this specific scenario of raving, you know, being able to honor your own boundaries and honor your own limits is just super important. Yeah. And everybody's different. So your limits are not going to be someone else's limits. Don't try to keep up with other people. Like it's okay. Know your limits. Do your thing. A million percent. We have one friend who is the most impressive raver in that she can go all day and all night and all the next day and all the next night. And I'm like, bro, do you even sleep? I have no idea how you do it, but she can do it. And so for somebody like her, she doesn't really have limits. So good for her. The limit does not exist. The limit does does not exist. The limit definitely exists for me at some point. (laughs) Thank you for that unwritten rave rule, Frenchie. I'm going to take us to the end of the show with a very, very important rule. And that is, if any of you fools, if any of my plurbies ever see whipped cream in the streets, tell her I say hi. Tell her I say what's up. That's it. (laughs) That is my rule. You don't have to follow it. I'm not going to force you. But like, if you did that. That would be pretty cool. If you see whipped cream, also tell her what's so not is playing at Mikey's <laughs> Halloween party. So if she wants to come, she's invited. October 29th. <laughs> ah, whipped cream back to back. What's so not? That's going to be a time. <laughs> she doesn't have to perform if she just wants to enjoy. It can be your party, Mrs. Cream. Do whatever you want, okay? <laughs> you have to start calling her Miss Cream. Oh, but she's married to the rave. She's Mrs. Oh, fair. Because <laughs> then that makes you Mr. Cream. I don't know if I can be called Mr. Cream. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here, guys. And thanks so much to everybody who's out there with your headphones or your earbuds in listening. Maybe you're in the car. Regardless, we appreciate each of you very much. Frenchie, send us off. What was your favorite candy you received? Oh my God, what a great question. Gifts that I got. Shout out to Brett for my seven lions keychain. Shout out to Ross. I freaking love you, Ross. Look at my holographic Pokemon that Ross gave me. I freaking love it. Shout out to AJ, who gave us our little duckies, whose names are Genesis and Rory. They're in a a hot ducky romance. (laughs) I got a candy that says, bitch, I'm a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren gave this to me. It is my favorite. And I will leave you guys on that. Thank you for listening to Plurality. And thanks, Lauren. I'm going to plan an entire cow outfit just around this candy. Please do. We have a finger puppet that's a cow, so we're ready for that. You can borrow my cow print bucket hat. Yes, it's coming together. Love you, Plurbies. Thanks for listening to the pod. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at PluralityPod. As they say in whipped creams country, Canada, where she's a Christmas miracle. She was born on Christmas Day. True story. Over and out. (laughs) Over and out. Over and out. Over and out.